0: Gresham Foyer on WEEI. Like the legend of the Phoenix, huh? all ends with beginnings, what keeps the planet spinning? Well, this is something. Uh, 1201, Gresham Foyer here with you. What's up? You look you're having a seizure. Is that? You're dancing. It's like Elaine Bennis. I know, I know. Good All grief. Was this was yeah. The hands. For those who are watching on yeah. Twitch, see, they yeah. went to the wide I shot of you as well. It was too so late. terrible. Too late. That's why you got to watch on Twitch, twitch.tv yeah. slash Boston WEEI. Follow WEEI on Twitch. You can text us at three seven And. Well, we go back to where we started today, and that is Celtics lose to the Heat in Miami, 98-95. to And uh, the final 30 seconds was interesting. Joe Missoula two timeouts in his pocket. Uh, Miami goes up 97-95. Come back down on the other end, try to run a little bit of offense, and there wasn't a lot of movement, and Jason Tatum made a bad pass. However, Foyer, you think... The head coach should have grabbed some control there. I do. I don't see. Okay, let's. So, in, in the scheme, in the big scheme of things, big deal. They lost on the road, back to back to the Heat with none of their starters on the court. Okay, none of those guys on the court uh, except, except Jason Tatum. So they lost by two, last possession. Big scheme of thing. Uh, as far as where they're going to land and the playoffs, doesn't matter. But I do. My biggest fear from the beginning. It's, it's almost like it kind of, like, validated what my original fears were with this team. How would Joe Mazzula handle late-game execution? Like, how would he – like, what would his mindset be? Would he be able to read the room? Would he be able to understand what the, what the, what the risks are and what the, what the pitfalls were and all the issues were? Okay. And – or would he just kind of let it play out? Like, I feel like some coaches, they have these superstars – and they say, you know what? I'm gonna let him fail on his own. Like, I'm gonna trust him. Like that's what we were hearing. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? I, I trust those guys. Let yep. him play it out. Part of that I like, but I also like to understand, like, uh, eh, you know what? We we have the opportunity, we have two timeouts. Let's just take a second. Yep. I know you guys can handle it. I know you want to win, but listen, we got Pritchard out there, Tatum out there, Rob, Rob Williams, D. White, and Grant Williams. These guys, you guys have been playing a lot of minutes because you were forced to. Like, Peyton Pritchard played, like, over over 40 minutes in this game. Had to. He had, I mean, okay, so he had to. Wouldn't it be nice? And I will say this, he was struggling late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Struggling. At one point in time, he fell down, and he didn't get up. Back-to-back nights of a lot of minutes for a guy that hasn't played. any. Not that he's out of shape, but it piles up on you in a moment like that. And he's struggling. And the whole team is struggling within the last four minutes. They went through over a six-minute span where they couldn't score a point. Right. Okay. We were up by 10. Now we're down by two. Now we tied it up. Now we're 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 only down two. We got tons of time and two timeouts. Timeout pause. That's all I feel like an experienced coach wouldn't have uh said, let me figure it out, let me just wait and see how this plays out. I would have taken the reins and said, you know what, I'm gonna force the issue. Hey, Tatum, take a break. You've been playing a lot. Pritchard, calm down. You're out of control. Because he was out of control. His shots were falling short. I felt like he was tired. I felt like Tatum was tired. I felt like everybody needed a breather, a sip of Gatorade. And he said, nah, I don't want to do it. Granted, he also said that he liked the the opportunity because they had their offense out there. Fine. I still think the, the, the odds say that if you called a timeout, you probably would have had a better chance of getting two points as opposed to throwing an interception. There was That's also it. there was also the timeout would have allowed Miami to substitute. So therefore it would have changed the defensive patterns. And after the game, Missoula was asked about this play in particular. What were you looking for on the last not the not the three, but the one Jason ended up getting trapped and kind of Yeah, I was looking for that. And so that's on me uh, to put him in a better situation. Um, But I thought they had their offensive lineup on the floor. I knew they, you know, they weren't going to let him get something. But if we could get two on the ball, um, but again, I got to put up a better play that kind of allows him to see that better. He couldn't see the two on one well enough, Um, so I got to, you know, call a better play there. So Missoula puts it on him and says, "Yeah, I should have called a better play." There was the if you call a timeout, then you are going to allow Miami to substitute. Here's the only other thing that could have been going through Joe Mazula's mind, and I don't think this is the you know mistake of the year. No, but no. it's 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 but what's in front of but us. They're so good they were nitpicking now. So you call a timeout. You got one left. A part of the reason they were able to even get off a hail mary shot to try to tie the game was because there was the missed free throw. You get the rebound. You had the one timeout yeah, in your 0.9 pocket seconds. Or right, something. Yeah. but still you had the extra timeout where a lot of coaches don't. You burn a timeout there. You go down to one. Then if you have an issue on an inbounds, which is where the substitutions come into play, and instead of a five-second violation late because you can't get it in, you got to call your last timeout. Then you don't have the chance to win the game at the at the end, where they were able to call the timeout, get it advanced, even though it was Pritchard taking a hail mary, they were at least able to get a shot off. Well, I mean, so it, from it the mind a- of the coach, I wonder if next time around Joe Missoula will say, okay. I know I'm going to assume that risk on the inbound to where I could lose that other timeout, which I might need at the end of the game. But you know, I'd yeah, rather control the offense and let them put their defense in than just letting everybody go do their but thing. But it was a one possession game at that point in time. There was no it shot was. clock. So it didn't matter. You were assuming you weren't gonna you weren't gonna take a shot and leave time on the clock. So holding on to those two timeouts, you were lucky that you kept them. But The better part would have been you play out the possession, you shoot the ball where there's no time on the clock, and who cares if you have one timeout left? You're not going to leave any anyways. I just feel like if you had Tatum, Brown, Horford, Brogdon, Grant Williams, Rob Williams, any of those six guys, like any combination of those six guys, fine. Listen, they're all vets. They've been there before. You trust that group because you know what? Your second option after they declare and they they double team Jason Tatum, it's probably Grant Williams. It's probably, but it's it, but it could be Grant. It could be Al. It could be any of those guys. Well, I mean, I thought you were talking about the group that was on the floor well, because the guy. Well, no, that I was, mentioned Grant. I mentioned out of the six, White, one of the five could, of those six. Well, the guy that was open was Derek White, and Tatum didn't want to give him the ball. I mean, it was really that simple. Tatum, so, he could have given White the ball and maybe gotten it back, but instead, I think Tatum thought, you know what. If this guy, if I don't want that guy shooting the ball, he was trying to get it for the old corner three. And that's where the bad pass came in. That was our 17th turnover. And that 17 is that magic number. They get 17 or more. They lose the game the week, the day before when they lost to Atlanta was 18. Mm -hmm. So I look at it as, you know, we were talking the other day. Okay. As far as how the Patriots get better, how they stop doing stupid things. You would think, Hey, you're a veteran player. I shouldn't have to tell you to stay on sides. Part of the game is to make sure you don't jump. We get penalized if you jump. By calling a timeout, you could say, okay, even though I know you guys probably know this, let me just be mindful of this. They're going to double Jason. They're going to they're gonna double Tatum. So, Do you think Tatum, Tatum didn't know that, though, coming up the floor? Like, they all I knew know, but, that Tatum but, was going to get the double. Did table. his pass look rushed and reckless? Yeah. And Yes, because he didn't want to give it to the one guy that came open, who he knows can't shoot. I think there was enough time for you to call a timeout and just make sure everybody knows all the pitfalls that exist. So when you do get the ball, you don't make some reckless, careless pass that ends up losing you the game. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I think think if he had to do it over again, he's saying all the right things. He would have called the damn timeout. Maybe so. I think Tatum would also say, hey, I shouldn't have thrown the ball there, too. So there is at least a little bit of uh, of that. Artie in Florida wants to talk about Jason Tatum in the MVP race. Go ahead, Artie. Hello, Artie. All right, let's get to the Bruins, who were in Montreal last night. They get a win 4-2 to in the first matchup of the year against the Puke Canadians. Patrice Bergeron, and really the first line, because again, Pasta was playing up. It was Pasta, Berge, and, uh, and Marshy on the ice at the time of that third goal. Great hustle by that group. I'll tell you, Christian, I tweeted this uh, last night. One of the things that I really appreciate about this Bruins team yeah. is A, they're not good, they're great. Yet they're working like they're fighting for a playoff yeah. spot. And Patrice Bergeron, with the, you know, one of the lowest salaries of his career, especially now that he's a vested veteran, that guy is out there working like he's making nine million bucks. And all these guys are out here giving the effort digging into the corners, trying – I mean, Montreal put some pressure on them in the first 40 minutes, and the Bruins, they don't tank, they don't pack it in, they keep grinding. And to me, it's almost we just talked about the NBA. Whereas, I think in the NBA, it's, oh, we got a five-game lead in the standings, well, let's sit this guy, let's rest this guy, we'll reprogram ourselves for the playoffs. There doesn't seem to be any of that with this Bruins team. It now feels like – feels like, by the way they play – that a lot of these records that might be attainable for them—sixty-six wins, most points ever—da da 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 down the line. There's all these records. It feels like short-term, those might be some of the things that will that this team can put on the board and say, "This is why we got to keep working." And then come playoff time, it is the, you know, the proverbial uh, go get the. Like in Major League, here is the owner. Every time we win, we peel a section. Like one of those. Deals. Yeah, no, you are right. So along the way, they will collect. There'll be a lot of first time ever's, right? Or so, like when you look at just you know points, the Bruins with that win last night against Montreal, fastest team to eighty points in NHL history. So Crazy. I feel like there'll be a, there'll be a lot of that. it to this and like fill in the blank NHL history, blah 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 in NHL history. 20, they're twenty points away from hundred wins. Who is the fastest to 100 wins? If they're the fastest to 80 in NHL history, what makes you think they won't be the fastest to 100 in NHL history? Points, yeah. If, if, yeah, points, sorry. If they continue on this trek. So that's what it is. And I think the one thing that that's, well, it shouldn't surprise me because even though Montreal sucks, they fought hard. It was no, no goals in the first. I don't know who their goalie is, some crazy name, Sam Montebu. Oh, listen to Monte this. Guy here. Okay. Oh, 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 in oh, our, I come uh, from audience. Canada. I'm from them. Good morning or good afternoon to those in New Hampshire. <laughs> so I do think that so this is this is this is the script right now. Teams, you talk about like uh, you know, station statement wins and let's let's uh, let's try to, you know, steal one, feel good about ourselves. They played they played great. So no goals in the first. Sure enough, they have an opportunity, but then the then the Bruins decide, okay, we're done playing around. I feel like sometimes the Bruins, when they play against crappier teams and they're and they play real scrappy and they play real tough, they finally sit there and go, like, right. Right, okay, get out of here. It's yeah. like some kid, you, you know, you're messing around, you're letting them punch you, and then you're like, just beat a kid, and then you toss him to the ground. You're like, well, you knew I was an adult. Right. What made you think you could keep farting around with me and I was gonna let it happen? Eventually I'm gonna, you know, shoe fly shoe. So, to me, there's not enough good things to say, and I I think you start treating them like you do, like we just had that last segment with the the Celtics, nitpicking a last possession on a road trip against uh, a team like the Miami. Well, the one thing I don't think people are worried about, like they might be with the Celtics and Joe Missoula, is Jim Montgomery with the Bruins. And, you know, we dare forget that Jim Montgomery first Bruins-Montreal matchup. And uh, Monty, after the game, talked about his first rivalry game. It it was intense out there. You could tell that uh, emotions were running high early. And uh, I thought they played a really uh, passionate game. And I thought that it took us a while. I didn't like our first period, but I thought we got better every period. And I thought our emotion and our execution got better throughout the game. It very much did. And, it's really amazing. This team keeps uh, just keeps on grinding and they play as if they're playing for their playoff lives. By the way, the Bruins will be in Tampa taking on the Lightning on Thursday and then uh, in Florida to take on the Panthers on Saturday night. So the Bruins have themselves a, a bit of an extended road trip here. Uh, Swayman gets another victory. It's really amazing how great the goalies are playing. And there were times where the Swayman kind of had to save the bacon there in the third period. Oh, and by the way, we did say we'll mention the Red Sox. Uh, They've DFA'd Matt Barnes and his over $7 million. Heim Bloom, when talking about it yesterday, gave the, well, you know, the DFA process. I won't get into that, but this was a tough decision and yada, yada, yada. When it's nice to hear all that. Fantastic, good that you said it, Heim. Here's what Red Sox fans see: a winter weekend where you were getting booed for uh, not whatever money you do have, not either allocating it properly or signing big uh, big stars. And now Red Sox fans hear that you're basically taking seven seven and a half million dollars, and you're flushing it right down the turret. and that doesn't set well because I think, unfortunately. For the ownership group and management over at Fenway, that's really what people are kind of staring at right now. Don't forget you can ask your smart speaker to play, 93.7 WEEI. There are going to be a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL who are going to have different addresses next year. We're going to get on the quarterback carousel next. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. I've been roaming painted faces through the places I can't read You know that I could use somebody You know that I could use somebody Someone like you know our guy, Coop, right? You ever see his Twitter handle? Coop underscore Leon, I think it no, is. No, i have not. Should he is the Leon of Kings of Leon. Is he not, Turp? Oh. He is. I never thought about it that way. You know what? I thought, and by the way, you know, Coop is like a, looks like a junior high schooler. No, Apparently he baby. is a 12th grader, but Turp is the age of a 12th grader. Wait, I mean, good Lord. Coop is in high school? Huh? Yeah, you didn't know this? No, how was he? What is Coop, it, like some work release because, program? Or something? Well, no, it's a Rob Bradford special. Uh, Find the people that are willing to work for, for free, nothing, and there you go, right? <laughs> uh, I cut my teeth under Rob yeah. Bradford. You may know of him, Coops the Leon of uh, Kings well, of Leon, anyway. Well, good for him. That's well, right. good. I did not know that. I thought it was like him and looking for some sex on fire <laughs> out there in the real world. I wonder what that must feel like. Uh, <laughs> Right, John Anderson used to know that once a week he'd come in really? and have some sex and be on fire. Really, Yeah, you know, be that as it may. Uh, I know here we actually had a question earlier today about Mac Jones being the guy, Bill O'Brien's here. And well, Foyer, I think this will be the offseason of unprecedented quarterback movement. Okay, even more because last year felt like Deshaun Watson. Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, who else? There was somebody else. Maybe it wasn't. All trades. But Okay, but still movement. The I still free, feel like the free movement. agent group is really going to be where it's at this year when you think of Tom Brady, Derek Carr, yep. Lamar Jackson. I mean, even just those three guys right there. You're talking about the GOAT, a former MVP as much as I don't love the guy. And a dude in Derek Carr who's been a nine year starter that a lot of teams around the NFL would be like, hey, listen, I could do worse than that, Cat, let alone, but hey, here's another one Baker Mayfield. So another guy who's mm. going to be a free agent. Yeah. no, I know He's why. less sexy than the rest. Uh, Daniel Jones is another one as well. Well, but, these but, are, different, but that, and I feel like those, that's a different category. All right. But these are the cats that we're basically going to be talking okay. about. They're all going to get on their horses. They're all going to get on the carousel play the nice music. All oh, and then guys are going to hop off. Thank you. Terp. There we go. Every quarterback looking for a job, right, hop on the quarterback carousel. Hey, where would you like to go, son? We don't <laughs> know where you'll end up, but it'll be somewhere better than you've been. Hop on here. Oh, Jared Lorenzen. Oh, no, he's dead. I was trying to think of a fat Wait, quarterback. The, 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 what do they yeah. call him? The round mound of offense or something like that? I don't the know. The former Kentucky hefty quarterback? The lefty. The hefty, hefty lefty, yeah. For oh, what you, a great nickname. For you larger quarterbacks, you can be seated, but the rest of you, skinny fats, like Fourier, you can hop up <laughs> on a horse. <laughs> All right. All right, let's go. So the carousel is going round and round and the round. Stomps, Tom Brady goes from Tampa to the booth. Done. The booth. I, I'm on record with this. I feel like chasing it is just, is just a waste of time. I mean, I do have like a... If he doesn't go to the Booth team, which I will give you also. But your official prediction is. I think $37 million a year to call games for Fox. First of all, it looks like Greg Olson's pretty good at it. Former tight end. I think Greg Olson's really good. He's really good at it. So if I'm Tom Brady, I'm like, oh, geez. I'm going to be the new number one, and that guy's really good at it. Maybe I should uh, wait a little bit. No, but it's $37 million, I think, a year that they're going to be paying him. So, yeah, I think the booth is where it's at. Honestly, I think the booth is where where he should go. I say he's going to San Francisco because San Francisco is about to lose to Philly this weekend, and then they're going to be like, okay, let's stop messing around and get the guy we really wanted in 2017. Hmm. Garoppolo will be out the door. Brady will be in. You know what's interesting, though? Brady was looking at private schools in Miami. So, of course, everybody was like, oh, this means he's going there. He and his now ex-wife bought property on, on I think it's called Billionaire's Row. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's it's exclusive down yeah, there. Yeah. They're building a house. A gate, inside a gate. So, again, let's not go down the road of the whole, well, he's selling this and he's buying that. And you know what rich people do? They buy and sell real estate. They invest in real estate. In theory, get a plot of land. Build a house on there, sell the house, make a profit. So not hard. So everybody a, ties all these things together. No, and I don't Brady. look at it like that. I I look at it from a from the point of view of the 49ers. And I would say if he doesn't go to the booth, okay, let's say like I'm wrong about that, and he decides to play, I think the team is actually Tennessee. Personally, I feel like the team is Tennessee. There's a better understanding and a better relationship uh and and a better like old guy offense with Tennessee than it would be San Francisco. I need to ask you a very, and I'm not clowning, because I know you know both of these guys, and you know them well. What about the dynamic of Brady being coached by a former teammate? Yeah, that one is, because that was, I wouldn't say, I guess contentious is the only word I could use, Uh, but it's not like there was hatred, but it was mouthy and wordy. You know, like the back and forth they between guys. They were antagonistic oh, towards yeah, sure. each other. Oh, yeah, Better, better. Contentious is right. the wrong word. But it's not like they're not friends. No, no. Buddies love each other. But no, they, they're great friends. It yes. was immense ball-busting to now it is the, by the way, isn't Brady, is Brady older than Vrabel? No. Okay, so Vrabel a tad older. Yeah, a tad older. I would say that it, it is interesting to be How would that dynamic work? We're buddies. We've done a lot of the good things together. I got to coach. Maybe I got to bench you. Maybe like the cliff happened on my watch and I, they already oh. let go of my GM and I got to put somebody else in See, there. I don't know. Brady wants to be in a position like yeah, that. That's a tough one. I know. Well, I mean, listen, it's it's uh it is interesting. You're right, because you could ruin that relationship for life. Uh huh. For life. Yeah. You embarrass- Maybe you're right. Maybe that's. Maybe that's not worth the risk. That's why I go. Plus, if they fired the GM, might they be a step away from firing the coach? Well, the new and GM. If, yeah. And if you're say four and four, and Brady's not the problem, and then here is, I do think that's insert an issue. whom here. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think San Francisco, because you would have to find a similar situation like Tampa a team but 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 the 49ers are too good you need to find like an undervalued when they depressed leave. asset the Tampa Bay bucks were buy low oh my god unbelievable return on investment right and if that's not san fran but if brady's hometown team can't get it done and the guy that bill Belichick brought in to replace you is the dude that got you to within 3 minutes of winning a super bowl and it didn't happen there is some. There is some, what a delicious right. way. Because again, my theory going all the way back twenty seventeen, Bill Belichick traded Jimmy Garoppolo there because that was Brady's football mistress, and now she's sitting on the edge of the bed. Looks a little fin- older. Finally sitting free. on the edge like Kim Cattrall in Sex yeah. in the City, sitting on that end of the bed, just being like, "Come on, here we go." So I will say this: so if you want that storybook ending. That, uh, that romanticized like ending like with Brady at the you know the Dwight Clark catch game right where he go and he's at that game with the number one finger He always tells the story he just wanted that that foam number one finger. If you really want that type of ending, and you want your parents at every single game. There you go. Let's just, let's full circle this. Then, yeah. Give me yes. two give me two for 50. Okay. It's less than where they were. Yeah. And bingo, bango. option after the first year. Uh, what you want to hear coming up in 15 minutes, vote gresh Fourier awei on Twitter, or you can hop in the Twitch chat right now, twitch.tv slash BostonWEI, and vote for what you want to hear between the terrorizing turkeys and the doomsday talk. All right, so off of Brady... Foyer, we yeah. get on the carousel again. Jimmy Garoppolo goes from San Francisco to the New York Jets. Ooh. There's a, there, yep, you go to Robert Sala. Uh, he was on that staff. I feel like these guys, they want that relationship. Hey, listen, I, I, I drafted this guy, Zach Wilson. He kind of fast-tracked our relationship. I don't trust him. He's a triple D, and not in a good way, okay? He's dumb, douchey, and what, what was the other D? I can't remember. Dumb, douchey. No, dopey. no, not Dopey, oh, dopey, dopey and dumb, dumb, and douchey. Yeah. yeah, so he's got the triple D effect. Triple D effect. I think that's, listen, let me bring you in. I know you, you know me. I just, I, I know what you're capable of doing. I've watched you. I was there for a long period of time. Yeah, that's the answer to their problems. Uh, when Brady goes to San Francisco, he will leave Vegas at the altar, and they'll just turn around and grab a bridesmaid and Jimmy Garoppolo, and they'll saddle up and ride. Garoppolo knows the system. Of course, McDaniel's is familiar with the guy. Easy peasy for Garoppolo to walk in, and there you go, right away. I got somebody who uh, knows what's going on. So you got, so you got Garoppolo going to Vegas, Vegas, okay. and I got Brady going to San Francisco. Mm. Lamar Jackson goes from Baltimore to Baltimore. He's not leaving. He's not leaving. They're gonna. It's it, Listen, he'll. They'll just franchise him. They'll just franchise them. It's that easy, and they can do what the, the former Washington Redskins team did with Kirk Cousins. They'll franchise them. They'll franchise them. They won't make any long-term commitment. They'll have them, what, for five, six, seven years, and then they'll let them sign someplace else. That's the most realistic, best option for the Baltimore Ravens, not bringing somebody else in. It's Lamar Jackson. Uh, as much as I think Baltimore is ready to move on, I'm with you. Baltimore is going to get, in my opinion, stuck with Lamar another year. They're going to franchise him, I think, with the intent of trading him. I really do think so. And I don't think they're going to find a trade partner, in part because I think the franchise tag will be $34 million. What you're doing is you're telling a team, here's the floor. Now, again, if you're going to go get Lamar Jackson – you're probably thinking $40 million a year anyway. you got to be comfortable with that, which I wouldn't be. But I think Baltimore is going to get, as I would put it, stuck with him. Derek Carr mm. goes from Las Vegas to Carolina. Wow. He's going to Carolina. Cross-country trip. I feel like you're going to get a new coach. You already have some good pieces. Your defense is strong. You made a good. You did. You played really well with an interim coach. The one thing that they're missing is a quarterback. They'll pay you too. Now they may draft a guy. He may have to sit, but they will pay you a lot of money. <laughs> they will. Want to say so? Go from. Uh, Las Vegas, where yeah. they pushed him off the plank at the end, yeah. to Carolina to put himself in the exact same situations that Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield were in. But he's—I wouldn't say he's a—he's better than either one of those guys. Oh, listen, he's I, better. That's why he's going to end up a New York Jet. Ooh, okay. Derek Carr to the Jets makes a lot of sense. They need leadership. When you Christ, look at that Christian leadership. When you look at that, well, <laughs> praise God. Uh I don't whatever he worships, yeah. they need a little bit of that guy in that building. Okay. That is a team that screams for a Garoppolo or a Derek Carr. I need somebody to be able to walk in who can play the game, who I don't necessarily have to worry about in terms of the off field stuff, or that he's gonna have a sad, or that the guy's just gonna like listen, I get a Derek Carr, I'll throw it into coverage every once in a while. But he, at least he'll make some plays and do it a little more responsibly than what Zach Wilson was doing. Yeah, I look at it as um, – I, I guess you just throw away Zach Wilson as just damaged goods. You know, he becomes um, – uh, he just becomes that quarterback like so many before him. He's Ryan Leaf. He's Jamarcus Russell. No, the UCLA quarterback that was in the first round. Oh, Josh went, Rosen. Geez, all you know those, those guys? guys. He's Josh Rosen. Put him in the same wagon. Yeah. They all That's stink. who he is. Yeah. 2 years, you has got a little sniff, they realize nobody likes you cuz you're a triple D and sure enough uh you know they're going to replace him. All right, now I'm breaking my own rule a little bit for this next carousel one because this guy does have 1 year left on his contract. Matt Ryan goes oh, from Indianapolis to the booth. He's not he's done. Nobody nobody's going to keep him. They're not going to keep they're going to bring Everyone so uh who's it uh, Frank Wright who brought him in is gone. Uh, everybody is gone who was a, the offensive coordinator they're all gone. All those guys that bet on him yep uh, are all gone. They uh, you know, they he is did not play very well. He is Dunsky. He's already kind of showing you what he's going to do. He's making the rounds on CBS and Fox and ESPN and all. That's where he's headed. He's headed that way and Indianapolis is going to start all over again like they've done so many times before. Unless Unless, and I don't think you're even going to mention this guy's name because it wasn't on the list. Because my next carousel like uh, disruptor. All right. My carousel disruptor. Here's the guy that's going to be waiting in line for a horse to get yes, on. Yes, Aaron Rodgers. That's my carousel disruptor. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that it's, it's a long shot. There's someone about that relationship that really cries out, eh, it's probably best that we both go our separate ways. I think Matt Ryan is the perfect uh, victim to end up in Carolina under what you said. Oh, you're just doing the same old thing. They have this, Yes, and that's what they'll do because they're going to draft a young guy, and they'll need the one-year veteran stopgap, and let's see who gets that job. If it's Sean Payton, all right, maybe, maybe not so much, but – I think they're going to go I don't I don't really know who Carolina is going to go with. a lot of people are trying to match up Peyton and Tom Brady in Carolina which okay I'd at least listen to that but no I think I think someone like a Matt Ryan ends up in Carolina. Now how about this one? Cuz this guy is going to be either a backup somewhere or a starter on a bad team. Uh-huh. Back on the carousel, Baker Mayfield goes from the Rams to Man, I, can, I got a team. Okay, you got a team because I don't have a team for him. So hold on. I'll Did, let you go first. You just want to, I was going to say. Because uh, wanna... I have an idea, but I'll let you go first on this one. Um, Because he literally is just, nobody's really committed to him long term at all. Like right. zero commitment. We are just, this is a, this is a spring fling. I'm just going to have as much fun with you as soon as we're each tired of each other. Like we're going to bail. Nobody's buying a house. Nobody's putting their kids in school there. If you're married, your wife's staying at your original home. I'm torn between maybe him going to Indy as they keep their sort of deal up of let's get a veteran. Maybe they just keep Matt Ryan. I can see Baker Mayfield in Houston. You're Back gonna, in Texas, to huh? You're going to have a – there you go. <laughs> That's what it is. Texas boy comes home. We're going to draft whomever, one or two. Maybe this person isn't ready to play right away. How do we kind of massage it? You know what it is? It's akin to, I thought Carolina last season did some creative tanking. They brought in Cam Newton. Everybody in Carolina thinks Cam Newton can still play. He stinks, but he's a fan favorite, so the people in Carolina didn't hoot on them while they were setting themselves up to get a high pick last year. Houston, they need some goodwill. Gotta bring home a Texas guy. Hey, listen, case this young quarterback either ain't ready or whatever. I know we got Davis Mills, but we got Texas' own Baker Mayfield. Oh man. And he'll headbutt you without a helmet on. Oh, isn't that awesome? Look how tough he is. Gus oh, oh, ladies Lord, and gentlemen. Geez. I just you know, that is that is that is the one. The only one that I left out, um Um You think it, Mayfield's just gonna be a backup somewhere, right? He kinda has to be. He's not a starter. Fair you enough. know who he is. He's a he's a um he's a more polished version of uh the dude who played in Missouri has been a backup forever. In L.A., oh, Blaine Gabbert. Thank you. Okay. No, 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 not no. Blaine Gabbert. The other oh, one, the chubby one. About, uh, he's always he plays. He's always on NFL Network after well, his games. A- Andy, he. Uh, oh, I think he's in uh, <laughs> L.A. Chargers right now. Yeah. yeah, He backs up Justin Herbert. Chase Daniel. Thank Chase you, Chase Daniel. I blanked on the name, but I would say what Baker Mayfield turns into is is a basically a uh, a threat. Yep. So, I, I, and it's like a uh, you know a walking talking reminder of what happens to you if you screw up. Hey, um, so I'm going to keep you accountable. I'm going to keep you focused. I'm just, hey, I'm going to play him. This guy will jump in at a minute if you're not doing your homework. I would even say you could throw him in a place like Arizona. Throw him in a place like Arizona. You don't like the way Kyler Murray's doing. You don't like his attitude. Okay, I'm going to put in the guy that preceded you at Oklahoma that also won the Heisman Trophy before you feel like that is – he's basically a mercenary now. Right. I have a coach. I want to scare my young quarterback. He's not doing what it takes. But I also want to make sure if I do have to, you know, I want to, you know, make good on my threat, I need to put you in. Uh, we have a texter who sent this in 11 times. Carolina drafted Matt Corral in the third round last year. Great. The guy who picked him ain't there. What does it mean? Nothing. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones goes oh. from the Giants to he's got to stay he's gonna stay hey we're, he's gonna we're, stay we're sharing a brain yeah he's gonna stay uh Brian Dable he'll I'm not leaving. He, I'm he, not leaving. He's, he's 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 become a better player it you know what it is they're gonna get him at I think half the franchise tag one year 15 million cut the number down now I know it's more than what he made last Prove year it again. yeah yep prove it, it again, again make a, make more make become a better player do the whole thing that Josh Allen did. And the thing with uh, Daniel Jones quickly here cuz we do have to get to uh what you want to hear is uh th- who's going to offer Daniel Jones good money? Who's going to say, "Oh, that guy's got to be my starting quarterback." No, he's to no one... stay and he knows he if he stays one more year they sign up to a 15 this next contract will be the monster. Agreed. And that's where you want to be because with this group, you got Brady and Garoppolo and Lamar and Carr available. Mm-hmm. Everybody line up to have those guys uh, before Daniel Jones. So there you go on the quarterback carousel here with Gresh and Fourier. So we had voting on Twitter, Gresh Fourier, W E E I, in the Twitch chat as well. What you want to hear terrorizing turkeys or the doomsday clock? Find out the winner next. W-E-E-I, Weei New England Sports Original. Now, now, more Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. And streaming on wee at At 125, we're going to get to the uh, NFL Awards finalists. We've also got Patriot coaching staff assignments uh, as... Uh, some folks are wondering what's going on at the uh, East-West Shrine Bowl and others. And, of course, it is leading to speculation as to what's going on with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. But, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for what you want to hear. You are able to vote on uh, Twitter, Greshfoye, @WEEI and in the Twitch chat, twitch.tv slash bostonWEI. A few of you sending in some texts at 37937. We have tabulated all the votes Between the terrorizing turkeys and the doomsday clock. And the winner... (laughs) Oh, I thought we were going through the whole thing. I feel like we need to add the whole thing now. Terrorizing turkeys have won the day. Here is the story of a town that can't deal with some angry turkeys. Goes up my stairs and tries to get in my house. When I leave in the car, follows me in my car. It gets on the back of my husband's truck and follows me. It rode to Chipotle with me one time. I have to carry my broom and my water bottle and my golf club with me everywhere I go. Like, we can't have people over. We can't have a barbecue. The kids that walk to the bus stop every morning, I have to come out and help them. But now they're smart and they carry sticks. Okay, here's the thing. Turkeys? This is in Minnesota by the way if you couldn't tell by that lady's oh, accent. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got the video up there on the on the uh the Twitch stream. Turkeys are mean. Turkeys are not nice. They're not approachable. They're they're not like they, they're actually really mean and they have a give a crap level of zero. Now by the way, you, this is also in a trailer park in Minnesota. <laughs> well, it doesn't it doesn't matter whether it's a trailer park or whether it is I'm like, in guess my neighborhood, they didn't have many trailer parks in California where you grew no, up. No, they do. No, they do. They have trailer parks. Not in my neighborhood. I was just gonna say, yeah, but they do have them. Yeah. But the point is, but okay, where you live? You live in Rhode Island, right? Uh, well, yeah, but where I grew up in Western Pennsylvania, the one of the central parts of town was the trailer park. Okay. So that's well, where the majority of people yeah, live. But turkeys don't care whether you live in They don't know the difference between a trailer park or like a $1 million home. I would say this there's normally more trash laying around a trailer park than there is a million dollar neighborhood. See, I see turkeys all over the place. I don't know what it's like to live in place. one. Don't you tell Explain to us the dynamics of the million dollar neighborhood. Well, I'm just saying I, I live in one, but the, the, well, they don't know the difference. Turkeys don't get a crap you think you think people who live in a million dollar neighborhood like don't let their trash fall all over the all over the street you think they're just so respectful no they're just as lazy as anybody else the point is don't impugn greg hill like is that that the turkeys don't give a crap like the turkeys have a a give-a-crap level of zero i see these damn birds all over the freaking place okay and they're if they they run their flocks and is it is it a flock of turkeys? Can we say this that one's solo? This one's running rogue. I know, but this one call run, it a flock like, of turkeys. This is a rogue turkey. Yeah, this, this one is. Yeah, I think you. I think it would say. I think you could go flock. This is like that cow that was loose in Johnston. They couldn't wrangle that a cow in for God's sake. If you go to mass.gov, there's such an issue with turkeys attacking people. You know, acting a fool. Okay, that they actually, if you go to the Massachusetts website, they give you tips for aggressive turkeys. Bring them out. Look at that beautiful, beautiful bird. Oh, so lucky. That is a lucky bird. That's right. And if you go I'm to... I'm going to fondle that bird in the Lincoln bedroom later. There is a tab. Here that, come the texts of people who have no <laughs> sense of humor. Oh, no. Here we go. If it's, every time you do <laughs> So this wild turkey, if you feed it, right, the turkey becomes, like, domesticated almost, and so they just expect to be fed. Yeah. They give you all these tips prevent conflicts with turkeys. Like the same website that you would go to figure out your, your taxes and when you get your tax return and all that stuff. Like what you do with your car. They also have <laughs> conflicts with turkeys. Don't feed them. Conflicts you know, don't, with yeah, turkeys? Here, if, you, if you have an aggressive turkey, here's what they tell you to do. First of all, this is amazing that they actually wrote this down. Okay. Don't let turkeys intimidate you, Gresh. That's the number one key from mass.gov when it comes to dealing with aggressive turkeys. All I got to do. Don't is, let them intimidate. You got to stand up. You got to be brave. All I got to do is say, I got a nice pot of gravy and they run. And my golf club with me everywhere I go. Texter said, uh, isn't it a gaggle of turkeys? Is it a gaggle? It can be a, a gaggle flock, right? of geese. I think you're right. I'll Google What you- is it? What do you call like a group of turkeys? It can't be a flock, right? It's gotta be It's not a herd. It's not maybe it's just a group. Just hey, a group. Look Hold at that on. group. Look at that group of turkeys. No, no, no. We're all no, good. We're all no wrong. We're all wrong. A group of wild turkeys is called a flock. Okay, it is a flock. Well, a they're a bird. A group of domesticated turkeys is called a rafter or a gang. Sounds like the gang, gang should be turkeys. the un. Domesticated turkeys that are roaming around wreaking havoc in the streets and like the this woods. One. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually I've actually said, look at that if look. I gotta If I'm gonna walk around with a five-iron to be able to deal with a turkey, I'm doing it all wrong. First of all, the damn turkey, that's what they tell you, that's what the state of Massachusetts, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts says, don't be intimidated. Just like, you know what, like gorillas, you know, they, they start beating their chest. And in, in the in the in the Congo, okay. I've seen movies on this. Oh, really? They tell you to be travelers. They tell you to be just as intimidating. They beat their chest. You beat what? What? Well, you got a problem. What's the problem? You got a problem over here? Okay, I'll leave now. A <laughs> hey, uh, a texter says I walk daily at Rhode Island College, which is on the other side of Providence. Uh, and the pack of turkeys, which is between five and eight on any given day, harass the students and the walkers. Yeah. And on certain days, they lay in the road. They don't move. And bring traffic to a halt. Yeah. They're mean. Yeah, they're they're a-holes. Listen, man, if, if, if there's a turkey that is laying in the middle of the road, you got one of two moves. You can get out of your car and try to nudge the thing along and tempt fate. Or it over. If I got me a pickup truck, I can move that thing. See, here's the thing. This is a. It, so, am I responsible to keep this stupid bird alive if it is w- walking in the road? Like, if it's crossing the road, am I su- like a squirrel? Would, I'm not stopping if a squirrel or whatever, like a deer. Like, I'll probably stop for a little bandy deer. Yeah. But if this stupid bird won't get out of the way and I end up hitting it, is like Peter gonna come after me for for like for hey, killing listen. this stupid bird that everybody eats on a regular basis. PETA's thrown heat my way before. I don't know, but I know this: I'll treat a turkey like a protester. If I gotta dra- grab him by the ankles and drag him to the side of the road so I can keep going, I'll do it. Just, <laughs> just grab by the neck. You're right. Grab by the guzzle pipe. Just grab it and just. Is it what's they, it gonna do? And just wrap. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And he's sitting on the side of the road and move Pluck on. Pluck its feather, get that oil up, and then boil that sucker. A group, that sucker right. <laughs> a group of turkeys is called Thanksgiving Dinner. There Punks you go. There we go. All right, so there's your latest edition of What You Wanna Hear. Uh Tom Brady. Did Tom Brady yell at his friend Scratchy Jim Gray on the podcast? By the way, the thing is a total work, but what's it like to be yelled at by Tom Brady? Christian Fourier knows. We'll hear those stories next.